0: Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from the last homeless free zone, Orange County. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black.
1: So as I was saying, before we had to, you know, redo the intro, I was playing Civilization Five for about 20 minutes before the show.
0: And I love yeah, that game. You said it would be a quick game. There's no such thing as a quick game. For that. So I'm guessing you had to save your progress and you're going to go back to it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That I've been playing the same game since about two weeks ago. At the land party, <laughs>
0: um, so we had
1: the land party on on Saturday, and then Monday night I won. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, well, if you're having fun, then it's worth it. But that wasn't enough.
1: I said continue playing.
0: Yeah, well, that game, it's like a board game to me. It's fun, but I got to be playing with other people to enjoy it. I can't play that game by myself.
1: It's amazing. There's something about it. Civ 6, right? Or Civ 5? No, 5. I can't play 6.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, weird. what are the th- like? What are the things that specific things in six that you can't stand? Um, it looks bad, but the thing that I can't stand is you're playing the
1: game like you always have, and all of a sudden you can just start losing cities. They just become somebody else's because they sold your people genes, or their devil music converted them, and that the whole murder. the whole fucking city. Flips on you. So you have to go in there and ant fuck and f- micromanage uh, el- meta elections within the cities for, um, you know, th- governors and stuff. Why? Stupid. So unacceptable. I play Civ 5. I download some mods, like uh, the mod that lets me put submarines and in- Behind enemy lines. That's awesome. There's a couple other ones. Um, Fantastic product. Civ 6 was really adapted so that they could get it working
0: on the iPhone. Hmm. Well, I think they had Civ 5 on the iPhone too. I'm not sure. I
1: would uh, doubt it. It would be Civ 5 in name only. It could not actually be Civ 5. I mean, hardly even a resemblance, because Civ Five really needs a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. They ported it to SteamOS, so you could use it with a controller. Uh, the Civilization series, every time they come out with a new one, it's really a platform that they developed for a long time. And they're still developing Civ Five. They keep porting it and giving it support on newer versions of macOS. OS because um the latest version of macOS I guess the latest patch maybe they no no the latest version they completely killed off the 32-bit libraries they just don't support it anymore and it's been a long time mm-hmm. coming everybody knew they were going to do that
0: yeah you can't play any of the old valve games anymore um a lot of them you can't
1: yeah. i'm not sure or, off the top of my head I thought there was one I could play. Uh, I know I can play Insurgency, even though that game says that it can't be played, or that it's not compatible or something. Have you been playing anything um, new?
0: Uh, not really new. Been playing a little bit of Warcraft Three: Reforged. I'm really. Did we talk about that? The. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Redo? Yeah. Uh, I'm not talk once. about on the show. Yeah, I bought it. I got it in the beta. Uh, it's pretty cool. They, the last patch, they uh fixed the stuttering issues. Cause it had like this weird stuttering problem.
1: That's
0: probably oh, that's the good.
1: the uh, Chicom. Uh. Anti-malware engine in the background, scraping the contents of your disk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, if they're doing that, then they've already got what they need. All right, I've got a cool game for you.
1: It's on the Switch. It's called Killer Queen Black. What is it? I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's a multiplayer side scroller um it contains combat like side scroller combat, which is really like hack and slash um like a competition for resources. It's two different beehives there's a queen bee, there's some kind of protector soldier bee. They barely resemble bees. They're just like little specks on the screen. Um, And then worker bees. And they collect these little balls, and they put them in holes. They just, everything kind of loosely resembles bees. What's the name of this year we got? Killer what? Killer Queen Black. They're kind of like bees. Except it looks like they're in space. So maybe they're wasp, alien things.
0: But, good right game.
1: Now. Good game for a Switch game. It's pretty Only intense. On the Switch. As far as I know.
0: No, uh, it's says Xbox One also. Okay. Wait. Nope, it's on Steam.
1: That figures. I mean, I've got Broforce on the Switch, too.
0: It's 10 bucks on Steam. And Hotline Miami. I like the uh, old uh, 16-bits look art style. Yeah, the pixel art. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting. It's
1: kind of basic. There's it has
0: online online uh, versus and co-op. I wonder if it does cross-platform. It says cross-platform multiplayer. Wow. So
1: I've been playing against... PC users potentially, potentially yeah. I'm not sure if that would make them any better, because this really is uh, kind of a joy. Uh, what do they call those damn things? Controller based game. Hmm. Oh, I tried to play yeah, Hotline like to... Miami on the Switch. It's fucking huh. impossible. You have to break your brain, because with one hand, one of the uh, what do they call those the D-pad? The joy- joystick, what do they call that thing? Joycons. Joy-Cons. What's the little uh, wiggly nipple thing called? The, joy- no, that's the joystick good. part.
0: Yeah, it's... The analog C-stick stick or something? Some. Analog stick, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you wiggle one analog stick to move. You move uh, the other analog stick to aim. A little cursor on the screen. Ugh, that's terrible. A cursor that can only go up, down, left, right. I mean, I guess maybe it does diagonals, but it's terrible. So it's nearly impossible to aim. Soundtrack's good, though.
0: What else did I get on here? Uh, I was thinking about getting a Switch again at some point. I'm probably going to hold off for a while, though. I'm waiting until they release a new Metroid game, like a legit Metroid game, the first-person one. Then I'll buy it. I had the Switch Lite. I had issues with it, so I returned it. Now if I get a Switch again, it's going to be the... the regular one the full-size one did you drop it in the shitter no it some a lot of the good games you have to they like they require you to use the um motion controls of the joy cons and because the wii u or i'm sorry the switch Lite oh i said wii u uh, switch light um doesn't have those like you, you can buy them separately and, and and use them with it but like the built-in ones because it's all one piece doesn't have the joy-con uh, support so they introduce these gimmicks into the games to get around it like you have to shake the thing violently to like in certain directions to get to, to be able to do certain things and it got really frustrating and so i got over it
1: yeah, that would make it pretty hard to look at your screen when you're shaking the entire device. Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. So. Broforce is by far my favorite toilet game that I've played so far. <laughs> 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 That's really what the Switch is for, right? That's what the screen's yeah. for. Sitting on the shutter, yeah. You just play till your, your legs get numb?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. yeah. I mean the, the Switch Lite the cool thing about that was that it was actually portable you could put it in your pocket I mean you'd have to have pretty deep pockets but you could still do it
1: imagine having a Switch when you were a kid I mean yeah. even 15 a little over 15 years ago
0: yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, because we were playing... 15 years ago, we were playing like, the DS. Yeah. You still have yours,
1: don't you? The original? Um, I don't even know where that is. I might, yeah. I think the batteries are, like, evergreen on that thing. It would probably power up. Because you leave it in that right
0: low-power low state mode forever? I bought it.
1: I played a couple of games, and I left it closed in low-power state mode. And it was charged for, like... Over a year after the the fact, after I closed it. Wow. And that thing had Wi-Fi, didn't it?
0: I think it, yeah. I think it had like wireless uh, G. Is
1: there a browser for the pictures. Switch? Because it's phones are so prevalent now that nobody even tries to get a browser to look at porn on this thing like, why would you look at it on the Switch? You just pull your phone out of your
0: pocket. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember installing a browser on mine. 15 years ago, there would totally be a browser for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the uh, original DS right now. I think it was massive. With that huge chin.
1: Yeah, that was a weird device. And Then you could like, send picture messages to people, which is always just dicks. But they had to be, like, 15 feet away from you.
0: Channel yeah, because they're Nate. so low-res the
1: Alright, I had a weird problem earlier before we started recording. And I've experienced this once uh, before... I think it's the latest macOS update. Yeah, I'm looking at that picture of the the old Nintendo DS and it's pretty ugly. All right. So my problem was. Th- this is a very bizarre problem. If I use my mouse. Um, and I move the cursor. Certain. Things. On my, actually, most things on my screen will freeze. Until I stop. Hmm. If I use my trackpad, the Bluetooth one. Doesn't freeze. If I unplug this mouse and I plug in a different mouse, it doesn't freeze as much. But it still freezes. If
0: That's
1: I unplug weird. it and move it to a different USB bus, it still fucking freezes. And the only time I've noticed that this happens is when the computer's been on for a long period of time, not even that long, more than 10 days. In the past, I could have it on for 100 days.
0: wouldn't matter. Yeah, that, to me, that that's, I mean, the only Mac I've really had, I mean, I've had a couple of Macs that were, like, reprovisioned, like, clients wanted to recycle, and I've, like, fixed them, and then, remember, like, I had the, I had that Mac uh, Pro, that uh big cheese grater one that was, like, from 2010, or 2009. With a single processor? Yeah, I think I sold that for, like. Got a couple hundred bucks for it, but um, really the only Mac I had an extended ownership of was my MacBook Pro, and remember when it had that weird issue, like, when I first got it where, like, the colors in the screen would go all fucked up? Like, they had a fucked up video driver, and they didn't fix it for, like, it was, like, almost four months. Oh, yeah, vaguely. It was an Intel problem and it coincided with the release of, uh, Mavericks and it's so the reason I brought that up is because it seems like when they, they release updates, sometimes they fuck things up royally, like just bad issues that don't get fixed for a long time. Um, it seems like they put their, the majority of their development resources into iOS. And then, when there's problems with macOS releases, they just put it on the back burner. And like they, they, like if there's a major problem with iOS, they have an, a patch like within a week, like an update usually.
1: Yeah, it affects Whereas, a lot more people though.
0: True. Yeah. Um. So, I won't hold your breath for another update to fix that. <laughs> It'll probably it's, be a while. It's a fascinating issue. I've never seen That's anything weird. like it. That would irritate me. It's really bizarre. Are you on the latest update on your work machine, too? Yeah. Does it, Do you have that issue on your work machine, or is it just on your... No, I have a different issue,
1: because it's older. And it is clearly suffering from a swelling battery. <laughs> like, the one um that we almost saw explode yeah So somebody kept updating us with the yeah so um i'll have to get my battery replaced for my work system and it seems to be so that thing's
0: always wired in anyway though so you don't are, yeah. are max like windows machines where you can just plug them in and run them without a battery yeah
1: okay yeah even the old power books you could Because you could take the batteries out. Better
0: be damn sure that MagSafe connector doesn't accidentally come come out.
1: Yeah. The cool thing about the uh, old PowerBooks, like the 17-inch, was that it had a built-in battery. So when you closed it, you're working, working, working. You could close it, take the battery out, dig around in your bag, pull another battery out, stick it in, open the the PowerBook and continue working. Because it had two batteries. It had an integrated one, somewhere in the system that would keep it alive for two minutes while you swapped batteries. Huh? That's cool.
0: What, what, when you say old though, like which model are you referring to? 2003. Oh, you're way back. Okay. Yeah.
1: They had it, uh, up until they had built in batteries. So they always had it in the power books. Now I think the older like iBooks and stuff. I don't think those had that.
0: Okay. Uh, Apple is apparently dropping Flash support with the next Safari release.
1: Uh, it's not a big deal. They stopped installing Flash out of the box in the operating system like ten years ago, so. There aren't that many people that go and download at least there's probably more people that accidentally download an illegitimate version of flash than people who legitimately go download flash. It's easier to just run Chrome and Chrome disabled flash like a year ago. So there's still a flash player built into Chrome, but There's only a couple of websites that are whitelisted to even allow it to play. If you go to a site that that requires Flash, you can't play it anymore. Mm. There might be some serious hacking you can do in some config file, but it's disabled. So let me test it right now. Let's open Google Chrome. I'll open up the uh, Loveline Soundboard. Click to enable flash. God damn it. I stand corrected. Here it is. Let's see if you can hear any of this. Um,
0: That's a damn lie and you know it!
1: Can you hear that? You didn't hear anything? No. Oh, I disconnected it, I guess, from piping into you. I'm not running my uh, Chrome audio through Mumble. I'm just running Brave now.
0: Mm. Speaking of browsers, um, the new Edge came out, the new Chromium-based Microsoft Edge, and it's actually a good product now. So why don't you just run Chromium or Brave? Uh, well, I could run Chromium, I guess. I'm not going to run Chrome. I removed Chrome from all my machines. I don't want Google spying on me. Yeah, I don't use Google um, Chrome anymore. Brave's all right. I just wanted—I kind of tried Edge out of curiosity because it's useful to use Edge at work because um, with the um, Office 365 partner logins, um, we tie them to our domain accounts, and Edge can pick it up. Like with my domain sign in, it can authenticate through the browser automatically. It has some features caked into the os so they're integrating
1: single sign on or or your sign on um from the moment you open a new computer all the way down to your browser bookmarks is that what you're saying correct yeah okay so the experience would be new computer sign in it authenticates again authenticates against microsoft servers
0: well you don't even need to sign in if you're if if I'm stuck. I'm talking specifically about like Microsoft accounts and Office 365 stuff where So you like can, a business account. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it would authenticate against your servers and then
0: what's the uh the part about the browser that
1: How's that so integrated exactly?
0: There's we have to, when we sign into our admin panel on our partner site, um those credentials are tied to our domain accounts running on our server so it automatically authenticates like i can just go to the our partner site and it'll just sign me in automatically like it it, unless well because we have two-factor authentication set up by default but the the only time you're going to have to do the two-factor authentication is like i think like after an update or something like that like where it's going to make you however you have it set up um Multi-factor or whatever it is, um, but if I leave my machine on and it's not rebooting from an update or something like that, if I close out of Edge entirely, relaunch it, fresh start, no save tabs or anything, I could go back into the partner portal and it'll, I just enter my, I just enter my email address that's tied to that account, and then it just signs me and It doesn't even prompt for a password or the multi-factor. Okay, so
1: it's just like. I'm not understanding how that is any different than using single sign-on or a provisioned browser using G Suite or Google Apps like almost 10 years ago. Let it, forget about the Google Apps provisioned browser part. I don't understand how that's any different than single sign-on.
0: Um, is it just
1: already clicking the button for you to sign in with the with Microsoft as the OIDC provider versus... I'm assuming it's using that versus it, Google or
0: yeah, Facebook I mean, it, it just clicks it for you. Is that it? It, it? No, it's just, it, I don't have to ever enter my password.
1: I'm just not, it's a web browser. So is it the, the web page you're going to the portal page well, there's, that's being there's, signed in?
0: But there's multiple part, like there's, okay. So there's different admin panels for when you have a partner account. So, we have admin credentials that are like you can only do certain things with the admin set up under the same domain. Domain meaning like whatever company whatever their their partner site is. Like we have a separate admin account to manage those accounts because that's the only way you can like change the billing and stuff like that. And then there's the partner admin sign in which is tied to my domain login. And that's just for general management, like changing usernames, resetting passwords, um, stuff like that. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, s- single sign-on probably does work th- the same way, but I just thought that that was kind of cool that it, it's kicked into the OS and through the, through the domain controller, that it can just pick that up and do that. So, um, like-
1: like Chrome, when you, si- when you open Chrome and you sign in and then your browser session's already logged in,
0: you don't have to yeah, sign but, into Gmail. But, that's, but you, you're signed in, in Chrome, you're signed into your Google account to sync your, fav- your favorites and everything and your bookmarks. And then you're also, with a single sign-on, that's a separate login for the Office 365 portal that you're signing into. Whereas with Edge, it's all in, all in one. It syncs everything across one account.
1: Yeah, so it'd be like, and with Chrome and Chrome OS, you, you're already your browser's already signed you into your Google account with you having without you having to be prompt prompted in the browser. Correct.
0: Yeah. So and it's, then
1: when you go to a site that also uses single sign-on, you can just click the Google button.
0: That's yeah, what it sounds it's like. Just, yeah. It's just this is just one account for everything in Edge as opposed to and all. It's
1: just pre-signed in
0: yeah and tied ty- tied in microsoft services it's, it's all in one with one login so i don't know but i thought that was cool i also like that it also has a full a true dark mode like a lot of these browsers firefox namely the only way you can get dark mode enabled is you have to d- download a, a third-party add-on and it's really janky it doesn't like work right like it doesn't like the content of the page will be dark blacked out. And then the browser bar will still be white. So you, then you have to go find a fucking dark theme to match that. And then you're like yeah. trying to finagle it, try to make it look uniform and it, it never looks right. Whereas an edge, it's like a true dark theme. Like everything is dark. It's like the Mac OS Safari dark theme in that regard. Um, so that's cool. Um, It's fast. It seems pretty lightweight. It seems to not use a whole lot of resources. They completely changed the logo for it, too. It's like this weird green swirl. Like, if you just do a Google search for Microsoft Edge uh, or any uh, search engine, if you search for Microsoft Edge, you can see what it looks like. Um, I see it. It's a wave.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like a green swirl
1: wave for surfing. Also,
0: loosely resembles an E. Looks more like a C to me than anything else, but yeah. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I don't know. I've messed with it for about a week now, and I like it. I, mean, I haven't really replaced any of my other browsers with it. I just, I've just been poking around with it for a while. <clears throat>
1: I'm trying to see the, the green version of the icon.
0: It's kind of blue green. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Um, one of the Mac stuff that we got. New phones supposedly coming out in March. Uh, Got my mom set up with an iPhone 11. That was interesting. Trying to get her to figure out the swipe up thing for everything. She's so used to that button. Yeah. I've been
1: using a 2017 iPad Pro. And it supports all the swipe gestures but I still go back to that damn button and it's definitely not as good. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved the button because the button is your unfuck button. Like, Oh shit. What did I just do? Okay. But just push the button and it takes you back. But now, I mean the swiping, it's so fucking
0: easy. I liked the button on this iPhone seven and later that had the haptic feedback instead of like being a physical button that messed, you know, yeah, it was like weird. That. The vibe, the I kind of like the feedback. Like that you felt it was fun really to push. Yeah, yeah. The iPad doesn't have that. The 2017. It's just like the old style button.
1: Yep. You could feel all the grime from your fingers wedging underneath the glass every time you push that thing down. Yeah. So there's some kind of oleophobic coating that they put on the iPads. And the good coding is basically incompatible with the Apple Pencil or any type of writing instrument. It feels wrong. So they put this useless coating on the iPads nowadays, and it wears off immediately, and iPad screens are permanently
0: coated in grease. That's why I, like, day one got a matte screen protector for my iPad Pro. That's because- disgusting. That's way no. worse. The whole time, no, it's, it's
1: just rainbow. It looks like like a homeless guy squeegeed your window.
0: No, not if you have a good quality one. Mine, mine doesn't do that at all. It, and it makes a better writing surface, too, because you actually have some friction when you're using the pencil, so it makes you feel like you're actually writing on paper, like, some something more... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I got like, over that, though. I don't
1: feel that anymore. The weird... Like, there was, like... It, it feels like you're scratching, like you're rubbing something, like you're scratching glass. It feels wrong when you first start using it, but yeah. maybe it's because the oleophobic coating's gone. <laughs> well, My you have screen's... to
0: be careful, too, because those pencils, they could get crap, like little particles on the end of the pencil, like yeah. dust and stuff like that, and that can actually scratch the screen. It can, yeah. That would suck. So, And those tips are cheap to replace. I would rather burn through the tips writing on a matte surface than... I mean, you can buy those tips on Amazon, third party, for a couple bucks. Well, I want to see your screen. I'll try it out. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I've been working like a
1: madman, um, trying to get an iPad workflow worked out. I think I'm gonna have to start using a uh, Siri shortcuts to automate layouts for particular uh note taking scenarios so I just push a button and it moves the applications to the right portions of the screen i think you can do that with a Siri shortcut i'm not
0: certain though yeah i really like writing on my my ipad i take notes on it almost every day I write down reminders i actually like writing down reminders more than typing them like punching them in my phone really yeah Huh? because I remember them more. I remember writing it. Whereas when I typed it out into the reminders app, it's like the reminders app is handy for like, if just something comes to mind and I need to make a reminder of it very quickly, then yes, then, then that's superior. But like when I'm sitting in the office and like, I'm thinking of stuff that I need to work on or stuff I need to do for the week, um. then I, I write it down. It's like, it's a form of journaling, I guess. Yeah. It's just harder
1: to search it later. Right. It's interesting though, that you say that you remember things better because I kind of imagine writing something when I recall something I was taking notes about. I don't recall typing it ever.
0: Well, and the other thing too is like as a, just with technology and everything, like we're not writing as much as we used to. like we're not using pens like for hundreds no. of years, we use pens to write things down. so it's kind of nice to be able to still kind of retain that not a skill, but that retain that um function that you know we like when we were kids and growing up and stuff like we had to write things down like when we were in school taking notes and stuff. so you don't. Know, keep practicing that over time, your handwriting. I mean, my handwriting was always shit, but I've actually... I don't want to say I've improved my handwriting with the iPad, but the thing that's nice about it is like, if you fuck up and you write something super sloppy, you can just erase it again and do it over again until you get it right. And you can copy and paste. You're not wasting paper and you're not worrying about erasers and shit like that. Yeah, and copy and paste.
1: Yeah, I had a scenario where I needed to do something multiple times like I had to write something and fit it within lines so I just made all the lines copied it kept it in my clipboard continued the work pasted a new one I just kept going whenever I needed a new one I pasted it yeah and then notes from a previous week I was able to copy into the next notebook so that I could um, continue adding notes to some little section that I was able to cut out it's really powerful I think maybe over the next week or two, I'll try and uh, enhance my workflows. And if I come up with any good Siri shortcuts, I'll try and publish them on uh, one of those Siri shortcut websites or my own. Cause it's really just an iCloud link.
0: Yeah. I mm-hmm. really
1: need one just to set up uh notability and maybe iBooks or what's the other one, Kindle, the Kindle app. So I could just toggle between, I think you can open more than one one instance of uh, Notability. You know how you can do that with Safari on the iPad? Mm, what do you, What do you mean? You can have multiple separate Safari instances running. Okay. I think you can do that with Notability. Which would mean I could open, uh, I could create a series shortcut that opened Notability and the Kindle app in one desktop, assuming I can do that with the series shortcuts app. Huh. And then I can open a second Notability with iBooks, because I have two different books, but I still need to write notes.
0: Anyway, I don't know if we talked about missing- Notability, but... We did last week, I remember. That was more like three um, weeks ago now.
1: Because if it was really last no, week... No, it was last week. I yeah. never published that show. That that show was so fucked up.
0: Or Maybe it was two weeks. The recording yeah, that, was butchered. Yeah, my, my internet went out. That's why. Yeah. I don't know if your internet went out, though. I think your
1: nick was getting all weird.
0: No, it was the internet because I told you my iPhone dropped Wi-Fi and then I was getting oh, notifications. Yeah. I think what happened was when it came back up, My neck went haywire. Yeah, anyway, that
1: fucked up my recording. Because I had to stop it and start it. and It's just... uh, If this show was an hour, it'll take me at least an hour just to review the audio. To unfuck it. I can't Mm. spend two hours doing that. No, I get it. So it'll just remain on my hard drive unedited for the archives
0: you know when they dig up
1: our uh our remains the the lost episodes yeah like uh the egyptians thousands of years from now they'll be recovering old archived versions of frontier from the torrent (laughs) i publish and the one there'll be one cedar remaining a thousand years later yeah There'll be some vulture instance that they forgot to meter for billing. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow the company's still in business. Uh, That's funny. That's a good spot to end. All right. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. See you next week.
0: All right.